How often do you have mommy times and daddy times? Once a week. Is that the only time you spend with us? No, but that's when we actually read with you. That's right. That's that's the the dedicated time each week that I get to spend with you. Usually reading a book. Mm-hmm. Sometimes doing something else, like have a few scoops of ice cream. Yep. Sometimes a bike ride. But usually it's a book, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Through wisdom is in house builded, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Treasure Box Books podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Ching, a redeemed child of God, happy husband and homeschooling dad, and lifelong lover of good books. Fellow dad, are you eager to fill your children's hearts with truth and faith and wisdom and courage? Do you long to build growing, lasting, God-centered relationships with your family? If you're ready to inspire and equip your children to walk with God by learning and living together, then come join us on our journey, and let's go find the treasures in books. We have a very special guest. I have been looking forward to this episode for a little while, and this guest is very special in a special way. I have a very special affection for this guest. She is my favorite daughter. Yes, you heard that correctly. I do play favorites. She is my favorite daughter. And I can almost see some of you smiling because you know my family. You know that although we have eight boys, we have one precious little girl and she is in the studio, so thank you for coming to the studio to talk with me today. Thank you for having me. Tonight, at dinner time, she told us she told us a story that I'd never heard before. I, I kind of pride myself in knowing something about history, but you know, the more I learn about history, the more I realize how little I know. And so, tell me again some of the things you told us tonight about, was it World War I? World War I. Okay. Well, in World War I, lots of people in... America started trying to help the people in Europe and they started knitting helmet paddings and gloves and mittens and scarves and clothes for civilians and soldiers and even men started learning from their wives and daughters how to knit and Girl Scouts started knitting lots of things for the soldiers and civilians. And for about 100 or 150 soldiers, they had to make about five things for each person. Mm. And they ended up having to make about a few things thousand things mm. and about 10 percent of the people in america who helped in the war effort by knitting were children wow where did you learn about all that i was reading my history book with mm. my brother wow which one is that stories of america and stories of america we'll have to put a link to that book well, that is fascinating. And you know, I had never heard of that. That was World War One, right? Yes. And you also told us a little bit of a detail story about um, something about a proxy note or something. Can you remind me how that, what happened there with that? 
So there was a little girl who wrote a note to a soldier who she had knitted a few clothes for and she wrote to him asking him to write back when Mm. he was able to Mm. and he died in the war another soldier found the letter and he wrote back to the little girl saying that the man who she made the clothes for had died in war but he told her that she should be proud for helping in the war effort wow that's a neat story you know i love how that history book tells personal stories Mm -hmm. that's how history should be told shouldn't it if it's just dates and dead people that's not really interesting is it (laughs) but history if we think of history as his story as god's story god is working in the lives of people course of nations it really begins to become very interesting doesn't it not only interesting but how does that story inspire you well first of all what does it make you feel and then how does it make you think what you could do does it give you any ideas for something you could do well i think that it was very good that children and adults help the people of europe by knitting things for them Hmm. and i think one thing that would be good is to learn to knit like my mommy said that she wonders if that would help with the people in ukraine right now Hmm. in the war Mm -hmm. yeah well that would be something to find out about there are several missions organizations and mission agencies mission boards in or near some of those places we should find out about that shouldn't we find out if there's some way that we can give and you know ukraine isn't the only place that has needs we tend to think about those places because that's what's put before us in the news but Mm -hmm. you know in turkey and syria there were some earthquakes recently and i read about that i think the death toll was something like forty thousand people between those two earthquakes and those two Mm. places and that happened i think about a month ago there are needs all over the world aren't there and those stories can remind us of the needs and remind us of the possibilities opportunities to help and serve i'm really glad that you're thinking not only about well that's an interesting story but what it could do maybe to inspire you to do something in your generation because no matter how much we learn from books what we really Mm -hmm. need is to be educated and inspired to do something in our time well i'm going to switch gears a little bit from the story that you just told and ask you to tell our listeners about daddy times and mommy times tell them about mommy times first briefly and tell them about daddy times for mommy times I will, or my mommy will read a book to me while she or both of us eat a treat, and (laughs) I just listen to the story, and Mm. we talk together, and we just spend some time together. And for daddy time, I will usually read a few pages of a book, and daddy will read a few other pages, I'm reading two different books right now. With me? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's that silly one, the preacher telling silly stories that happened to him. And there's another one, um, The Overland Escape by Lee Roddy. Yeah, it's a neat story. So how often do you have mommy times and daddy times? Once a week. Is that the only time you spend with us? No, but that's when we actually read with you. That's right. That's that's the 
the dedicated time each week that I get to spend with you, usually reading a book, mm-hmm. sometimes doing something else, like we're recording this podcast tonight. <laughs> but usually we at least read a book, sometimes have a few scoops of ice cream, small scoops, yep, sometimes a bike ride. But usually it's a book, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I really enjoy that. Of the different books that we have read together, you and I have read together, what do you think has been the most enjoyable story that you wish that your friends could read too with with their daddy or even read on their own? I think it's that series about the missionaries in Alaska. Ah, that is one of my favorites too. I I thought you might say that (laughs) because every child of mine that I've read that with, we always want to read the next chapter. It's very interesting. It seems like every chapter ends with a cliffhanger. You know, I wrote an email to the author, uh, Gloria Rep, mm-hmm. and I told her, my family loves your stories, uh, your stories about the Alaska missionaries. There are three books, and the first one is called? Mixed Rock. And the second is? 77 Zebra mm-hmm. and Charlie. Actually, it's Mixed Rock, Charlie, and 77 Zebra. <laughs> Great story, though, huh? Did did you ever see how she wrote those stories? Mm Because it's not actually a true story. It didn't Mm -hmm. actually happen to one missionary couple. It seems like it's a real story, though. It does. She tells it. Do you know why it seems so real? Because she's a great storyteller. But the reason it seems like such a good, so so surreal, is because, uh, for one thing, she took stories of real missionaries in Alaska, and Mm -hmm. she put them together as if it all happened to one missionary couple. So they are actually real events that she threw mm-hmm. together into a story. So it could have happened. Mm-hmm. Mission's life isn't always that exciting. There are a lot of boring times and a lot of mundane activities and responsibilities that missionaries and anyone in any kind of ministry has to do. But there are those high points. When you get to serve the Lord, some exciting things happen. You get to see lives changed for the glory of God. You get to see God work in people's lives I think that those stories by Gloria Rep really capture that feeling. There's a lot of heartache, heartbreak, a lot of disappointment, but also a lot of joy and rejoicing when mm-hmm. when the Holy Spirit works to bring people to Jesus Christ. Thank you for spending a few minutes to sit in my studio this evening and talk with me about books. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Too. I really did enjoy recording that conversation with my daughter uh, sometime last year. It was April or May, shortly after I began recording episodes for the podcast, and it just did not fit in to the lineup to have that conversation on the show. Well, she's almost a year older now, and she has read some more books, and she has grown in her mental and spiritual and emotional maturity. And so I asked her to sit down and record a little more with me and thought we'd put them both together, both conversations. So here is the second conversation recorded in late February this year, 2024. My favorite daughter, A.C. AC, welcome back to the Treasure Box Books Podcast. Thank you for having me back. In the previous conversation that we recorded, you talked about some of the things that you learned and some really interesting ideas that you gained through reading books. Have you been able to put some of that knowledge into practice? 
There is a book I have read, and it was about a girl who took care of her younger siblings, mm. and she did not complain mm. about taking care of them. <laughs> and I think that was a very good example to me of how I should be, and I try to be like that girl. It's hard to do, but I think it was a really good book because mm. it taught that. So inspiring. It inspired mm -hmm. you. And you said it, it. it's hard to do. <laughs> hard to sometimes show love to your siblings without complaining. And for our listeners, it probably was mentioned in that first half of a conversation. This young lady has eight brothers. And so you can imagine that it can be difficult. But with the Lord's help, it's possible, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. <laughs> I know you have read some books since the last time we recorded for Treasure Box. Which ones have stood out to you as informative and inspiring? First of all, probably it would be the Bible and then mm. what every Christian ought to know and God That's, of the Aurora. God of the Aurora was one that I read to all of you, right? You did, did you read that yourself? I did not. In addition, okay, so that was just one I read to you. And then, let's see, you mentioned... What Every Christian Ought to Know by Adrian Rogers, right? We're reading that together, mm -hmm. and we haven't finished that. That was a Christmas present, mm -hmm. and that's a book that I want to read, dads, by the way. That's a book that I want to read with every one of my children, to take them through that book and teach them basic Bible doctrine. I think there are 12 major Bible truths that Pastor Rogers teaches in that book, and I've taken my firstborn son through that book. I am taking my secondborn son through that book, about halfway through, I think we are, and now, my favorite daughter is now just into chapter one. We started it this year. You also mentioned in that list of books that you have read the Bible. Have you read the entire Bible since we recorded last year, or just parts of it? I just read separate parts of it, and one verse that stood out to me was Isaiah 12, verse 2. It said, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Hmm. That's also one of my favorite verses. That's Isaiah 12, verses 2. two. Just verse 2, right? Mm. I say one of my favorites because I love the verse, but I, I had this problem that I forget verse numbers. <laughs> when I was much younger, I could remember those verse numbers and turn to them right away, but often I forget where they are now. A minute or two ago, you mentioned a book that helped you to think about how to treat your brothers with kindness and with patience, even though it's not always easy. What was the name of that book? Amy and Her Brothers, and it's published by Lamplighter. Hmm. What was it that Amy, I guess Amy is the main character in the yes. story, the girl who had to learn, did she have to learn to treat her brothers and her sisters or her siblings with kindness and patience? Or did it come naturally to her? I think it came naturally to her a little bit, but she also had to learn more. Mm. You know, when I was younger, probably around, I don't know, 10, 11 years old, I noticed this in books. I was beginning to learn to read books on my own. And more than just, you know, um, Richard Scarry and Curious George, but actually read chapter books. And I made an observation to my mom, and that was that, it seems like there's always some kind of trouble or some kind of disagreement or some kind of a fight or mm -hmm. something to be afraid of in every story. 
And my mama told me that every story has to have a conflict.、Mm-hmm. Because without a conflict, you can't have a story.、Mm-hmm. The conflict is what allows the character to find a solution.、Mm-hmm. And from a Christian perspective, the main conflict, of course, is sin.、Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the problem. And the Lord's grace, whether that is、yeah. in saving grace to forgive us of our sins through his death on the cross. Or his grace to us as Christians to help us to do what is right and bear the fruit of the Spirit、mm-hmm. in our life. And that is the solution. So, in the story of Amy and her brothers, was Amy a Christian before the story started? Or does it tell about how she was saved in the story? I believe she had gotten saved earlier. She was about 15 or 16 in the story. Hmm. I haven't read the story. So, was the conflict. That she needed to learn patience with her siblings? That was probably the main conflict because their parents had died when she was younger,、hmm. so she was left to take care of them.、Hmm. And most of them were obedient, but later on, one of the older boys in this story went off and started doing things without her permission, things that he shouldn't have been doing.、Hmm. So she had to deal with that. But he came mm. back. Mm. In the story, did she ask God for help with that? Does it show her doing that or finding instruction in the Bible? Or did she seek help from other Christians, older people, to help her deal with this problem? I think I remember a couple places where she did pray that God would help her.、Mm. To have patience.、Mm-hmm. And I think she did read a couple of verses from the Bible a、oh. couple times in the book. So, how do you think that instructed you and might instruct other girls about your age in this kind of struggle? Not probably taking care of your brothers and sisters for your parents who are passed away, but just living with your siblings in a peaceful way. Is there anything from that lesson, from that story, that gives you a life lesson that helps you? I think it helps me to realize that many times we need to rely on God to help us when we don't feel like doing what we should do.、Mm, that's true. That's very true. As a 40 something, mid 40s man, I can say for sure that there are many times that we don't want to do what we ought to do, but God wants loyalty of us.、Mm-hmm. He wants us to love Him and A large part of loving God is doing what's right even when we don't want to because we're loyal to Him and we need to ask His help, don't we? He'll be foolish of us to try to do what's right, to do what, is, what requires supernatural strength in natural strength. So、mm-hmm. that sounds like a helpful book. Yeah. Yes. Would you encourage other girls or boys, even your age, to read that book? Do you think they'd appreciate it? I do, and I think. Especially girls would appreciate that book.、Hmm. How do you think they would benefit from reading it? I think they would benefit from reading it by looking at themselves and realizing that they need to be kind to their siblings or、hmm. be just like it has helped me to see that in myself. Okay, good. It was a book you read, right? Not an audiobook. It was a book. If it had been an audiobook, do you think you would have preferred to listen to the audiobook version or read it yourself? I would probably rather read it myself.、Hmm. In this case, why is that? Because 
I feel like that book would be better to read by yourself because of the subject it's on. Talking about being patient and mm. kind of just seems like the kind of book that would be better to read mm-hmm. by yourself or have somebody read to you. Mm-hmm. There are some books, it seems like, that are more suited to reading yourself mm-hmm. um, for different reasons. Sometimes you just want to stop and reread the line or the sentence or even the paragraph to mm-hmm. go back and think and, and soak it in and think about it. And then some books are, are more suited, more appropriate to family reading. Mm-hmm. For example, mommy or daddy reading to the whole family. Some are more appropriate for daddy times, which we've talked about in another episode, where daddy or mommy times, where dad and mom read it with an individual child and we can discuss it that way. And some are appropriate for reading with a sibling, like you mentioned in the first conversation, I think. Mm -hmm. You talked about reading with your younger brother. Let's just think about those different categories of groups like that. Mm -hmm. What books have you really enjoyed reading with a sibling? I think I really enjoyed reading books like Richard Scarry to <laughs> my younger siblings who really like it, and I kind of like it too. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a man, and I still enjoy Richard Scarry, <laughs> and I'm thankful that I have children for many reasons, but one of them is that I get to read Richard Scarry again, and I don't have to be embarrassed that I have Richard Scarry books on my shelf. For books that we have read during daddy times, or books that you have read with mommy during mommy times, what are some favorites that have stood out to you? Not necessarily in the past year, but anytime. Books that you really enjoyed and you think, you know, if I were going to encourage daddies or mommies to read with their daughter, here are some books that I think they might enjoy reading together. I would definitely encourage other parents to read the Peabody series to their Mm. children. It's about a youth group an imaginary town in Wisconsin, and they get into a lot of adventures. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting mm. and realistic. Yeah. I'm looking over at the Daddy Time bookshelf here, and there are seven books in the series. Mm-hmm. They don't come numbered <laughs> on the spines, so I took a Sharpie mm-hmm. to the spines and numbered them one through seven. And we have all seven of them now. And number seven actually was released about 30 or 40 years after book six was released. Uh, The author, Jerry Massey, just recently released that book. And uh, by the way, for you listening, say a prayer for Jerry Massey. She, last I heard, was diagnosed with uh, pretty serious cancer. So we should pray for Jerry Massey. But books one through seven are there on the shelf, and you and I have read together uh, books one through three, and we're almost done with book four. Yes. And of those four, uh, Durwood Incorporated, A Dangerous Game, Treasure in the Yukon, and Courage by Darkness, which would you say is your most favorite of those four books? Probably A Dangerous Game or Mm. Treasure in the Yukon. Yeah. That would be... Yeah. My two favorite. I can't put that down to one. Yeah. You know, your brother, TC, he really enjoyed A Dangerous Game because he mm-hmm. is just fascinated with San Francisco for some reason. <laughs> he's been there. He's ridden the trolley. And he's been down to Fisherman's Wharf and Dangerous Game mentions all those places. It mentions mm-hmm. the city where your youngest brother had his heart surgery. So there's a lot there that we had in common. Mm-hmm. But then Treasure in the Yukon talks about the far north, way up in Alaska and uh, western Canada. And so, of course... That's something that's part of what we do as a family, read books about cold places and Mm -hmm. 
There's always a bad guy <laughs> or a bad girl who is trying to hurt these kids, and they always find a way of escape, and they thank God for it, and they get through it, and they build friendships through it too.、Mm -hmm. So,、mm -hmm. I can see why you, as a child, enjoy them. <laughs> I loved these books when I was a kid, and I again, I'm thankful I have children now that I can read <laughs> them with because now I'm really enjoying them all over again. As far as books that we have read together as a family, books that mostly I have read to you. Some of them your mama has read to you, but mostly books that I have read to you. What are some that have really stood out that you enjoyed, and you'd like to encourage dads to read to their families? God of the Aurora and、mm. the other books in that series. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Those books are really good books to read、yeah. to your family.、Mm -hmm. By Pastor Bruce Hamilton,、yes. yeah, who was on this podcast、uh, late last year. I think they were episodes nine and ten, and he has just, by the way, started a new ministry.、Mm. He has resigned the pastorate of the church that he pastored in Fairbanks, Alaska, and he is now traveling as an evangelist and、uh, raising his support as a missionary to the、mm. Asian peoples. And、uh, basing right there out of Fairbanks as a ministry of his church—that's really exciting. And it's neat as we read the books that we have a personal connection with him.、Mm -hmm. I mean, probably a few times every week, he and I exchange text messages.、Mm -hmm. And、uh, we read the third book first because that's the one we had, and that one touched a little closer to home because that's more of the missionary book. But、mm -hmm. book one in the series, Grandma bought for our family for Christmas,、mm -hmm. and she had him sign it for us. But he sent us that book, and we are about what three quarters of the way through that book now. God of the Brooks,、oh, well. which is、uh, the Brooks Range in North Central Alaska. What a fun story!、Mm. What other books do you think you would like to encourage dads to read to their families? Books that I've read to you already. The Rustling Grass and My Listening Ears by Joan Dion, and that is a really good science book.、Hmm. It's really interesting. A lot of things I didn't know about. Yeah, those are two books, right? Yes, two、yeah. different books. Yeah, she's got a whole series of books. Those are two that we have.、Hmm. We might have a few more on the shelves, but those are two. We've we finished The Rustling Grass. We read that in its、hmm. entirety. And I am about what halfway through reading my listening ears. Probably.、And、the rustling grass focuses on mostly on plants, and then my listening ears focuses on the human body. In both books, Mrs. DeYoung shows very clearly how God designed plants、mm -hmm. in the first book and our, our bodies in the second book to operate to function. And when I read those books to you. Do you ever feel like, oh, that's why, or oh, that's、mm -hmm. how that works, or oh, wow, God made it work that way? Yes, sometimes. And often, I think, how could evolution have made that <laughs> happen? <Yes> . <laughs> Are there any books you have read or had read to you that you wish were in audiobook format that you could listen to again and not have to open a book and read it, or Not have to wait for someone to read it to you, like a family time book that we've read. I wish that God of the Aurora was、mm -hmm. in audiobook format. I think that would be really good to listen to, and it would be really interesting.、Mm -hmm. Like that. Yeah, that does need to be in audiobook format. Also,、uh, Arnold Etrigi's books, the Christmas books, Jotham's Journey, 
Bartholomew's Passage, Ishtar's Odyssey, those need to be an audiobook too. Yes. We could listen to those. Definitely. Not just at Christmas time, <laughs> but we could listen to those at other times of the year too. Also, the other Arnold E. Treaty books that your brothers have read to me, uh, your oldest brother has read several of those to me, the uh, Mike Danford Adventure Series. Those should be an audiobook format. That would be really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah they would be. Also, the Jerry Massey books, those would be fun to have an audiobook, as well as the Adventures of an Arctic Missionary series by Gloria Rep. I wish those were an audiobook. In yes. fact, I wish you would ask me to record them because I would love to record them. Except, I would need to get an Eskimo to teach me how to, how to say some of the words <laughs> in that book because that's the part I, I don't know how to, how to say properly. Of the books you've read in the past year, since the last time we recorded that first conversation, can you give us a list of your favorite five books that you think other girls would enjoy reading? The Bible, What Every Christian Ought to Know, God of the Aurora, and the other books in that series probably, and... Also, an American Adventure series. Oh. That is a really good book series. I think would be mm-hmm. more appropriate for girls and boys, but I think mm-hmm. it would be interesting for all kids to read that book. Yeah, those are fun stories. In fact, those are written by Lee Roddy. Yes. Who also wrote a series of books about a family right here in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Who, I think in book 11, they moved to Alaska. So, <laughs> so we really enjoy that because of the Hawaii part and the, the, the Alaska part and some of the places in the mm-hmm. first book in Alaska I went to. Mm-hmm. So I'm familiar with that a little bit. All right. Those are your five, six, well, five books. Let's see. You, you listed three books and then two series, I think. There's a lot there. Mm-hmm. You know, I really enjoy reading with you every week. I look forward to that daddy time with you every week as well of course as spending time with you doing other things whether they are art projects or house repairs or Mm -hmm. working in the garden or shopping or going to the library bookstore together (laughs) if you could encourage daddies to do anything with their daughters or for their daughters that you have really enjoyed doing with me what would that be Imagine you're talking to some daddies right now, and they want to know what their daughters would like to do. What are some things that you would encourage them to think about doing? I think it would be, first of all, reading with them, and you didn't mention this, but going on a trip with them, maybe Mm. even just a short trip. Mm to some place they haven't been before mm-hmm. or some place maybe they have been. I think that has been very enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. I am thinking that you might be thinking of the last trip that we went on together, mm-hmm. which wasn't just Daddy and you. It was you and four brothers, but mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that trip with you. Uh, it was your first time camping too, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Let's see. That was in Needles California, I think, the first campground we stayed in. Needles and then Joshua. And then Joshua Tree. And it was very cold. (laughs) So it's a good thing we had our sleeping bags. 
mm-hmm. your brother was on one side of me and you were on the other side of me and I tried to pull both of you close to me and I tried to you both kept me warm and I tried to keep both of you warm. <laughs> I wasn't warm. <laughs> it wasn't warm. Our feet froze. But good memories, huh? And mm-hmm. we got to hike part of Grand Canyon together and so, yes, dads, if you have the ability to take your daughters and your sons on trips, whether they be big trips or small trips, uh, I highly encourage that. I have often thought that there's nothing like a good road trip to either make or break a family. <laughs> uh, it will either drive you nuts or it will cause you to draw together in familial love, like very few things can, and provide really sweet and precious memories that are just your families. Mm-hmm. Of course, other families can do that, but all that you experience on that trip, that's your families. I mm-hmm. have pictures on my wall here and at my desk of different trips and, and different places I've been. I've got a picture of my dad and me over here in Alaska. And we spent just a few days there, but if God lets me have memory, I will cherish that memory the rest of my life. And uh, of course, the time with you going to Grand Canyon and that mm-hmm. long road trip and meeting up with Grammy mm-hmm. there and spending time. So so reading and road trips. Yes. Yeah. When you were little, you flew over with Grammy. So for my audience, uh, Grammy is my mother-in-law. And don't tell the mother-in-law jokes. I, I won't laugh because I don't know what that means. I love my mother-in-law. But uh, <laughs> Grammy took you over there to Maui to meet mm-hmm. up with mommy and me, and we had a nice, fun time a few days. Went to the top of Haleakala. It was cold. It was cold, <laughs> and the air was thin, but we got out, walked around for a few minutes, and got back in the car. Mm-hmm. 11,000 feet. <laughs> that was colder than Wisconsin, at least in the summertime. Thank you for joining me for this conversation on Treasure Box Books Podcast. Thank you for having me. You are still and always will be my favorite daughter. <laughs> Unless, of course, your mama has another baby and it happens to be a girl. But we don't think that's going to happen. Love you. We've gone, I think, two episodes without me giving you an update on my mom's health condition. She has been in and out of the hospital with some different uh, situations related to her cancer And without going into great detail, I would like to say that uh, my dad was planning to take her to the Cancer Treatment Center in Houston, Texas, but because of the way her situation has been developing, uh, they have decided to remain in Hawaii and get treatments done here. And so her chemotherapy has begun, and uh, I'm very grateful that uh, things are working out for relatives to visit her from the mainland. And um, we are enjoying the time with them, wishing that it was under better circumstances. So we appreciate you that have given through the GoFundMe account that a sister in our church set up. We're grateful for all of you who have uh, sent a check to my parents And uh, we are grateful for everyone who has sent a note saying, we are praying for you. We know that whether God chooses to heal my mom of this cancer or not, that she is in God's hands. And once again, I think I said it in the first episode in which I mentioned her cancer. I am so grateful for my mom. 
confidently expressing her trust in the Lord. Truly, the peace that God gives his people is a peace that passeth understanding. It is not possible to explain this kind of peace, and it is not possible to conjure up or create this kind of peace. Our God in Christ gives his children peace, and we thank him for that. And may I say that if you are not able to call the Lord Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, this peace can be yours if you trust in him. If you heard something helpful today or feel better equipped to lead your family, maybe you have a friend who could benefit from this episode too. Don't keep it to yourself. Hit share in your podcast app or take a screenshot of this episode and share it with a friend. Or just post a link on Facebook to treasureboxbooks.com and let your friends know that this episode might encourage them. You can find any links and resources mentioned today on the episode page linked below, or just head over to treasureboxbooks.com and sign up to get our newsletter to keep you informed about future episodes and product releases. And if you've got a book recommendation or experience or idea you'd like to share with other dads, send me an email. My address is nathan at treasureboxbooks.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until we meet again, keep leading your family to find the treasures in books. <laughs>